Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Event Tech Podcast. Will Curran is on assignment, and so I therefore did not break out the uh, random adjective generator. So we'll just call him the absent Will Curran of Endless Events. Um, I am Brant Kruger of Event Technology Consulting, and I am extremely excited today to be joined by Lee Papa. Uh, Lee is someone that uh, I first became aware of uh, surrounding the Mindfulness Lounge uh, at I'm and uh, it's a topic, mindfulness is a topic that's come up uh, quite a bit on various shows, whether it's uh, the Event Icons show or this show, kind of in passing. And so I really wanted to dedicate an entire episode to specifically mindfulness, but also, you know, mental health in general, you know, kind of wherever the conversation takes us. Before we get too deep into it, let me do the obligatory bios. Lee is an internationally recognized mindfulness and meditation speaker, trainer, and author, specializing in the meetings, events industry, from the intimate executive meetings, educational conferences, to large trade shows. Does that pretty much sum it up, Lee? Sounds good to me. Okay. And so we wanted to talk specifically, obviously, this is the Event Tech Podcast. So when, when, when Lee and I first started chatting about the possibility of doing this episode, um, uh, I was really fascinated by the work that you're doing when it comes to using technology as part of mindfulness, um, as well as my own personal journey of kind of using technology and mindfulness. So where do we kind of want to start with things? I mean, I can certainly share um, my personal journey, but at first, let's find out uh, a little bit about you and and how you came to be an expert in mindfulness and meditation, uh, specifically with the uh, meetings and events industry. Terrific. Thank you. First off, thank you so much for having me, Brent. I'm excited to be here and so much to share and explore. Um, you know, when I do podcasts, I think, oh, it's an hour, but you know, the hour always goes by in a heartbeat. So, it does. It does. Um, because we end up, you know, taking journeys on our own about what uh, the com where the conversation leads us. But I'll give you a quick background. Um, I opened a wellness center in Las Vegas and over the period of time that it was open from 2009 to, let's say 2014, it kind of ran over a little bit into 2015. Um, uh, it was really the, the grounds of understanding what people were seeking, not only myself and my own personal journey of transformation, truly, um, but there was a common thread of all the attendees that were coming in and they were seeking relief, relief from whether it was emotional, physical or emotional uh, suffering or pain. Um, they were uh, looking for something to, to relieve that. And uh, I found that over time and you know, over that period of time that we were open, we did over 4,000 classes. Uh, tens of thousands of people came in. I saw hundreds if not thousands of uh, individuals and supporting them in their own journey. And then also going through, because we all go through our own personal journeys as well. And um, what I found is that there was something very simple that would support all of them in their health and well-being, mind, body, and spirit. And that was the foundation of mindfulness and meditation. And I do have to go in a little bit uh, about the difference about the two, um, because just like wellness and well-being are interchanged, meditation and mindfulness is often interchanged, and they are not the same. Meditation is um, 
is a is a form is a process um, a practice that is a part of mindfulness mindfulness is a much broader expression so mindfulness at its simplest form equals awareness awareness of your thoughts and actions in the world around you in non-judgment so you can understand i'm going to say it again actually mindfulness equals awareness in non-judgment so that's a practice that you could have your entire life and that would be a noble practice right it's not something to be achieved or conquered or overcome just like meditation is not to be achieved conquered or overcome they are practices it's something that we just show up for in our daily life every moment of every day and so that practice was the foundation that supported everyone and so in 2014 um, i knew that this information needed to go global i just didn't know from my third dimensional brain how that was going to happen because i was in you know 6,000 square feet brick and mortar working seven days a week supporting the community as well as international travelers um, with an amazing team of volunteers and practitioners um, but that wasn't where I knew it had to go. This information had to go much broader for really for us to not only shift the individual mindsets, but globally shift. And IMEX America, which at that point I had no idea what that was, uh, contacted me as a wellness expert in Las Vegas that they were um, interested in, Dale Hudson was interested in moving IMEX in a direction of having a foundation of wellness and well-being. And, um, and I lit up because I know that when things just drop in your lap, that they are guided. And I went to IMEX in 2014, I believe it was October, and did a little talk, a fireside chat kind of thing. And I looked around and experienced IMEX for the first time and said, this industry wears stress like a badge of honor. And this is where we go global. And so what I realized is if I could help the individual planners, the individual um, uh, vendors, the people that are so deeply entrenched in these industries, hospitality, travel, meetings, events, that they become the leaders in the industry. And once we change the industry from inside out, then it goes global. And this is how this mission gets to go out to you know far and wide and we get to shift this industry away from that um, stress as a badge of honor so i closed my center i created the uh, keynote how to live and lead mindfully and i created the mindfulness lounge concept which was based on all the teaching that i had been doing at the center and um and and presented that uh, to Dale and um, as far as this type of teaching and how it would flow out. They wanted to call their, um, their wellness initiative the Be Well Lounge, which at that point I was like, yep, call it whatever you want, <laughs> right? And they continue, that's their brand. Um, but the, the teachings that I present in their Be Well Lounge is the, is the Mindfulness Lounge trademarked concept of the way that I bring the training to the individual attendee. So it's not just meditation, but it is mindfulness training at its foundation. And that's how I ended up in the meetings and events industry. And so that was 2015, here we are, 2020, five years later. And um, I continue to be involved with IMEX America 
and um, in the industry predominantly, even my coaching has uh, segued into the, the, the few people that actually have time to do work with one-on-one uh, -on -one through the Zoom platform uh, are typically through the meetings and events industry. So they have an experience in the Mindfulness Lounge and then they wanna go deeper. So I could keep going, but let's, let's <laughs> no, let you, let's let you go. You just keep, you just keep on. <laughs> um, no, it is, it is, it is, um, you know, I had been to IMEX uh, for several years um, and it wasn't until I myself had started using uh, Headspace, the meditation app, um, that I decided to actually stop by there and go in and, and it was such a nice, you know, chill place and, um, in the past, I would have been worried about going in there, you know, kind of first thing in the morning because I'd be worried about, you know, falling back asleep or something like that. But, you know, having, um, you know, having had a, a decent foundation at that point in meditation, um, that was, I wasn't worried about that, if that makes any sense, um, that I was able to go yeah. in and just have that nice moment. And it was a beautiful way to start my day, uh, as opposed to kind of the frantic, let's just get down to the show floor and start running. Well, that's a pattern, right? Yeah. And so, um, and for those, I, I predominantly teach, and I guess, you know, because it's uh, been fairly new to the industry, uh, beginners, which is great because uh, all of those beginning fears or um, obstacles, like I can't quiet the monkey mind, I don't have enough time, I'm not doing it right, within one 20 minute session, uh, that's out the door. And so that is really kind of my specialty is to work with beginners. And then they have this experience. And this is, you know, we're talking about technology and there is a place for technology in this arena. And I definitely want to get into that. But the power of having the hands-on experience to guide someone through that process uh, cannot be, um, you know, denied about how powerful that is. And even you were coming to have that experience and you had already started your meditation practice. But then when you had the, the physical experience, you were able to then, you know, jump right back out because we, you know, give tools, you know, how do, how do we go from being in a phenomenal space of peace and tranquility and then jump right back to your, you know, your meeting or your next uh, phone call or, you know, where you need to be. And, and there are tools for that. There are mechanisms for that. There are grounding mechanisms for that. And, I want to uh, get into some yeah. of the mechanics, but you know, I think I, I, I wanted to share with the audience a little bit of my own personal journey as well, um, just to kind of see, so they Please. kind of know where I've come out. Because it's, it's something, again, I've touched on in a couple different episodes over the course of the time that we've been doing these shows and event icons, but I don't think I've ever told the full story. And it's not like a big, deep thing. It's just more... Um, because I was experiencing high levels of stress in the job. I was experiencing pressure, uh, you know, I'm an independent contractor, right? And there's, there's pressures that come with that. There's ups, there's downs, there's good months, there's bad months. Um, and uh, it's something that I've got some more recent theories on, but at the time it was a very generalized anxiety. And um, I listened to an awful lot of podcasts uh, and uh, started hearing more and more advertisements, not just advertisements for Headspace, but also even hosts saying, yeah, I've been doing it for a while. And it, and it was really amazing to me, um, you know, how much it's helped me be more calm, be more mindful in the rest of my day. Um, and so I, 
you know, did the free trial as, as one does and just immediately felt, you know, uh, a connection to, to the guy that does the headspace. I said, very nice British calming voice. And, uh, you know, and it, for me, I'm not, um, I'm not a particularly, um, in this instance, spiritual is not the right word because I am a spiritual person. Woo -woo. <laughs> What's that? Woo woo. Yeah, you know, we're all <laughs> crunchy. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of yeah weird you know ne negative negative connotations yeah. um, to to mindfulness. Not not well to meditation. Let's put it that way. I mean, I remember very clearly. I had a room uh, a friend's roommate in college, and we walked in, and he was meditating, and we were talking about him, and we we're like, so can he hear us? Is that like you know? Right. So, and when once he finished, he's like, guys. I'm not dead. I'm not in a trance. Like I can hear every word you were saying. I was really hard to ignore you, but you know, so, you know, we, we come to it maybe with some preconceptions. We come to it with some, 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 some misnomers, probably not the right word, uh, misconceptions about it. And so for me, there was a little bit of an intellectual leap of like, okay, uh, I'll just give this thing a try. And the, the, the Headspace particular app isn't that kind of spiritual. It's definitely a, Hey, you want to improve yourself as a person here's some ways to do it you know this is about you know calming about stepping out of yourself and really I see it much more of as like a muscle right you know it's a muscle that you're training it's a muscle that you're training the ability to do now uh, so anyway headspace worked very well for me I've been doing headspace meditations for maybe a couple of years now at this point and um, it's 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 an evolution it's a constant learning experience but I can definitely say that overall there has been a calming um, in my life just that ability to be able to take one step back right to, to take yourself out of the situation uh, more often than not shall we say still not perfect still working on it still get hot under the collar you know as often as anyone you know as 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 anyone else can but that ability to then take one step back and maybe de-escalate a situation or de-stress a situation or to just take a step aside as things are hitting the fan as they often do on site and just just take a real deep breath and be able to set it aside. And so I have been not on a mission, but, you know, open about my fact that I believe it is something that, you know, that more event professionals can benefit from the ability to deescalate a situation, the ability to take a step back and put yourself outside of a situation, understanding all of the other people's views in that involved in the situation. Um, you know, just the calming, cleansing breath, just the, you know, all of these things have, I feel, helped made me a better person on site, a, a, a better event professional as we go. So, um, I, so that's why it's been important to me to, to, to share that message to a certain extent and then to, to have this full episode dedicated to it. Now I will take a break. <laughs> no, it's a great story and it's one that many people have and that's why it's important for you to share, for everyone to share, so that it isn't this hidden secret thing that people used to do, right. meditate secretly, <laughs> right? Because they were afraid of what other people would think. Um, but because science is caught up with what, um, you know, culture and history is known for thousands of years, um, there is a science uh, behind the mindfulness and meditation practice. And so whether you want to take it on a spiritual journey or you want to take it on a health uh, journey or just a de-stress journey, or you're having some sort of dis-ease, whether it's emotional, physical, 
spiritual um, in your body, all of those things can be helped by meditation and mindfulness training. So you said some things that were really important, um, like stepping back, which, which I like uh, the term. So when I teach mindfulness, I talk about there are two ways to be in practice in your life. So you can either be the participant, and when you're the participant, you usually have a lot of tornadoes. You have a lot of drama and trauma in your life. That's because you jumped in with both feet and both arms and you're whirling around in that tornado. But when you are in mindful practice, you have stepped back. You are the observer. And that's the yumminess of the journey. There's a great book by, um, it's called, oh, what is it called? Um, Self-Observation by Red Hawk. And, um, and when, when someone is really called to do that, observe their inner world, it is an extraordinary uh, experience. It goes, you know, way beyond, my tagline is mindfulness training that goes far beyond the mind. Because once you kind of step in and you realize, oh, wow, this program that I've been playing in the background of my life all of these years is not serving me. And it's a lie, <laughs> right? It is not how you live your life thriving. It is how you perpetuate um, suffering in all forms. So when you are the observer, then you really start to embrace this mindfulness practice and meditation on a daily basis. And I want to get to that. It's imperative that you are consistent. I get this question almost every single time I train, when's the best time to meditate? And I say, when you meditate right? Because um, I had studied a bit at the Chopra Center and I left there early on. It was a beautiful experience. You need to meditate 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night. And on the drive home from LA, I thought, yeah, that was lovely. Never going to happen, right? Because <laughs> I was type A and to go from running a million miles, you know, an hour to stopping and gifting myself 30 minutes. And it was, I, I was fearful. How am I possibly going to go inside my head for 30 minutes? And, and just wasn't going to happen. What I learned over time and teaching and studying is it's the consistency that's more important than the amount of time. And so if I would say to you, you need to meditate first thing in the morning, and then you got up, and you started about your day, you went to the restroom and then you got your you know, supplements or your water, hopefully you're doing that, or your coffee. And then, oh, I think I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna check my email. And before you know it, it was you know, 10 o'clock or nine o'clock or whatever, or that you have to rush off to work. And then you're like, oh, what would happen? You'd say, oh, I'll start tomorrow. But if you started right then, whatever time it was, and got on your app, whether it's Headspace, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Insight Timer, um, and you did a meditation, my most played meditation is six minutes long. It's called the Waterfall Chakra Wash. It's on Insight Timer. It's free, but it's also on my website, leepapa.com, free. Um, if you did that consistently every single day, optimally first thing in the morning, optimally additional time at night before you go to bed, but if that isn't your time and that doesn't work for you, then anytime you do it, but can be consistent every day, it will change your life. And I used to think that, you know, saying that was like being a little too robust until 
I receive so many testimonials that literally say those words, this meditation changed my life, or this experience at the Mindfulness Lounge changed my life. Um, I had to really embrace it because it's just, it, it's an offering that people have an opportunity to really change their own lives. And that's what's happening. Well, and it's it's a beautiful metaphor. Well, it's not even a metaphor. It's 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 actually literal. The yeah. the, the, the it's kind of like exercise, right? So it's you 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 know when's the best time to exercise when you can, when you're able, and to try and 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 much like exercise, if you do it every day, your body's going to improve. Um, you know, so if you you know if you meditate every day, your your mental health, your mental well-being, your mental worldview uh, is going to improve over time. You're going to get better at it. Um, I started, you know, doing, you know, 10 minutes a day because you can set it, you know, I want to do 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And recently I've been going, it's not long enough. Yeah. You know, and so I'm starting to feel that need to to bump up the time a little bit. Um, the, 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 one of the things, and not to make it an ad about Headspace, but it's, it's the app that I use. So I'm the most familiar with yeah. it is that they've got different kind of paths uh, and courses that you can take. So, you know, when I was feeling very anxious, I took a whole course on anxiety. Um, I, was, I was doing one on kindness. I was doing one on creativity. Um, and so there's, you know, all of the basic fundamentals are kind of the same, but then the guided meditation is, is, is helping you work through these various topics. Um, now, the, the one that I happen to be on, the particular method of it, was just it just felt like it was just extending the guiding as opposed to extending the 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 internalness of it if that makes any sense sure. so this particular course wasn't a good one to start moving up to, to 15 20 minutes but um i can definitely feel myself wanting to do that which i which i never would have guessed like i figured i would just you know do the 10 minutes every day and, and be good well yeah you do want more and mm -hmm. um and you know i love that you uh, are expanding, then you're stretching, right? Because then that's how you grow. And I don't know if you can hear this, but I apologize. There is some background noise. It is my cat getting in a drawer. <laughs> I heard something, but so I wasn't like, sure what it yeah, was. It okay, wasn't so that loud. Him. That's Buddy. Um, he wants to say say hello. Um, but but even in our contrast, and this is a really big part of the lesson, we must embrace the contrast as our biggest teacher because you had an experience, let's just say something as simple as picking an app, um, you know, session that wasn't most optimal for you. Um, you know, even changing the terminology, uh, moving away from good and bad and um, right and wrong towards moving towards what was optimal and less than optimal, right? Feel how that is different in your body even? Um, so that session that you did, that was less than optimal because what you, the, the wisdom that you gleaned from that was that you really want to stretch how long you were in that, in that gap, that space of, of peacefulness, quietness. That's more of kind of a training session or an educational session, which was good. Um, so we need to kind of use this as a, it's a tapestry. So we are weaving in and out all of these things that are pieces to the, the, the threads of the tapestry that, that lead us to the most optimal life. And that is the contrast is our greatest teacher. So we know where to go and, and what that contrast is teaching us. Um, when there is conflict, we take that step back. We don't become the participant. We're looking at that as, oh, okay, I'm gonna take a beat. I'm gonna breathe. 
I'm going to look at what that contrast is showing me. Is that just a reflection of me? Is there something in that situation that I need to reflect on? Because we can only change ourselves. We can't change somebody else, right? So we're going down a very long path, but um, you know, right? We're meandering path of mindfulness. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but the, the apps are really powerful. Um, they, I think that they're just like guided meditation and what I, uh, what I do. I think they're powerful tools until you then can be on an app that has a timer like Headspace or Insight Timer that gives you the opportunity to just put the timer on and feel what that feels like to just sit in silence for five or 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. Powerful, life-changing, truly. It, it is. And, and, and I, you know, I think the, I think the, the phrase life-changing can, can feel a little overly dramatic, but yeah. I mean, it's, but anything that changes your life is life change is life changing to a certain extent. So uh, just another kind of personal example that, that I think, you know, helps display how I feel like I've grown um, is, uh, or at least changed, you know, as, as, as life changing um, is that um, we're experimenting as a family, despite how technology forward I am, we're experimenting with actually doing a digital Sabbath. So from, from Friday at 5 p.m. to Saturday at 5 p.m., we actually significantly reduce our dependency on technology. We can't, can't get that. rid of it, right? You know, because I still have to have connected to certain things, work obligations, uh, you know, we call it societal obligations. So if you have a societal obligation that you need to take care of, you're allowed to. Um, but really emphasizing trying to um, re remove the barriers uh, between us uh, as as a family and as people, you know, all, all the things that get in the way, because it was too easy to sit down on a Saturday and blow all of Saturday, each of us on our own individual devices. Um, where I was going with that is it coincided <laughs> with a swim tournament uh, that my daughter was at. So I wound up trying to honor the spirit that we'd kind of established and sat through four hours of a swim meet with nothing to do um, and actually found myself able to do it. And I think the reason I was able to do it is because I've grown more comfortable sitting there doing nothing for a certain amount of time and being able to kind of go into the Zen of the experience um, where you're just comfortable doing being. nothing. Yeah, just being. Well, and, being. you know, I just watched all the swimmers and I watched, you know, all the parents and the families and the coaches and just observed for four hours straight. That's I had awesome. a bag full of stuff to do. You know, I brought newspapers and things like that and I never opened it. And I was kind How of brilliant happy. is that? that yeah. is, that's phenomenal. I love that idea. Um, because we've been trained, you know, talking about technology, we've been programmed for doing. Mm, yeah. We have not been programmed for being. So that's what we're doing. We're going through a mind shift, a program shift, an internal shift of being comfortable with being. Because what we're finding is all of that old programming is a virus. We're, we're sick. <laughs> We've become you know, mentally and physically sick because of that. Um, so how awesome is that? I think that you should put a challenge together. Now, I love technology to support but when it becomes that it is controlling us, that's when we've got a problem. Yeah. 
okay. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's kind of the idea behind you know behind the digital Sabbath is is that to just take that break to set things up, put things on hold, and you know it's so funny because we we've only been doing it a few weeks, and and the right. girls, my girls would never admit to it, but they're they're playing together, they're hanging out with each other, and they would you know they would never admit that it's because they're not on their devices, you know, because they could just sit in their rooms and read, but. You know, just it's amazing how just taking those barriers down um, is 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 bringing kind of bringing them together in a way. Yeah, I think it it needs to be um, again back to that tapestry to to use it as a tool yeah. um, to not have it control you. Um, I'm moving more into uh, uh, embracing technology as uh, supplemental ways to spread this training. Uh, within the meetings and events industry, I started doing it personally uh, on the personal training programs, online programs, um, because I just can't be everywhere. Um, and it supports those who are, are self-studies. But within the meetings and events industry, really, uh, you know, not replacing that personal engagement, because without it, um, you lose so much. Um, you know, I, I, that back to that life changing, you know, those testimonials, uh, I'm doing this webinar, I was telling you for meetings today about uh, wellness options that enrich uh, attendees and create engagement, but it's based on technology. And I was looking through the testimonials of people that were saying, uh, the mindfulness lounge changed my life, your session changed my life. And, you know, I always in my head say, well, you changed your own life. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, but I thought, would that same testimonial come if they had a headset on and was listening to a meditation? Would it be the same experience? And, and I said, no, it wouldn't. Because there is something that comes with the energy of personal engagement. I cannot tell you how many, probably every single mindfulness lounge I've done, I've had someone come to me afterwards and crying men and women saying, I had the deepest experience that I never thought that I could have that experience or this was going on in my life. And could you give me some guidance? There's, there's also that coaching that happens. That's when it becomes life-changing. And when we remove the human experience from our lives, whether it is that we're sitting at the dinner table and, or, you know, at a restaurant and people are on their phones and not engaging or, You've, you've stopped learning how to engage in, with people with conversation because you're on these dating apps that you're just swiping people by judging them, judge, 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 not having any kind of engagement or whether it's teaching meditation and mindfulness or whether we move away from you know, engagement in keynotes or in meetings and events um, because it's purely um, virtual this is where the conversation needs to go. We must have a tapestry. We must have a threading of both sides of the equation uh, for, for us to really expand. Otherwise, if we all go completely into technology alone, then we're going to lose the human experience and quite frankly, we'll lose humanity because we'll go so far into AI that we'll just be you know, biological technology, if that's a combination. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me that, um, that, that, you know, no matter, 
no matter what the technology is, it's almost always a double-edged sword. You know, the, the, the most beneficial, you know, tech or biology or pharmaceuticals or anything like that almost always has a downside in one way or another. And it's, it's, maybe it's something about the human condition that we just can't build anything nice without it having, without it having a downside to it. But, you know, I mean, this, it's, it's funny because if you go back and, um, uh, you know, look at things that were being said as books were first starting to be mass printed. It's the same stuff. It's like, oh, you know, we're, we're, it's going to corrupt the youth. They're, they're, they're never going to take their heads out of the books, um, you know, because it's, you know, the book transports them to a different place. They're going to lose a handle on reality. I'm actually with you. I mean, I agree <laughs> completely with us. But it is funny to me that, that, that we do seem to constantly be struggling with this as a, as a species, this, this idea that like we're going to lose ourselves with whatever the latest technology is. And so I'm right there with you that it's, it's something we have to be mindful of. It's something we have to be careful of, but yet we can also use it as a tool to save ourselves in a way, Absolutely. To, to, to keep ourselves grounded, to keep ourselves sane, and to keep ourselves connecting with other people. Right. And I think it's just being the deliberate driver of, of your life. And it takes our individual responsibility for ourselves um, to uh, to expand that consciousness. So I'm a big believer of stretching by saying, you know, well, what if, right? <laughs> so what if I could fly? What if, right, you know, right. just to start to really create those what ifs. Um, and then also asking the questions is, how is this serving? How is this serving me? Is this serving humanity? So um, I think as long as we continue to engage and ask the questions and, and being mindful, which is aware and non-judgment uh, with the circumstances, then we can be that observer and step back and look at the situation. So, um, oh, this new technology, is, am I using it as a tool? Is it supporting me? Um, is it controlling me? Asking the questions, is it stretching me? Yes, I can take much better pictures now than I ever used to, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it is a wonderful tool. And, and just as we move into our own practices, making sure that we are not replacing the time to go within by constantly using the technology, but using the technology to spur us to you know begin begin the process does that make sense it does it does I, I, and i want to come back to that you know kind of talking a little bit more about how do we know if if we're the ones driving the technology or if the technology is driving us so let's let's just put a pin in that for a moment because i want to take a moment uh to talk about our sponsor um uh, event Leadership Institute, you know, kind of talking about expanding ourselves, you know, making making more out of ourselves is very much something that we uh, that we try and do with the folks at Event Leadership Institute because it's about expanding uh, your skills as you know whether you're as a professional, right? Whether you're just starting out or you've been in this industry for thirty years, there's always something that we can be doing better. There's always something that we can be expanding on, uh, you know, when it comes to our own knowledge set. And you know, a lot of times we look to going to conferences 
conferences or things like that. But, you know, that has to be a specific time of year. Um, you know, uh, sometimes things come up and then you can't end up going. So what ELI has tried to do is take that entire education experience, put it online, really be kind of almost like the Netflix of, of, of education for the industry. So you've got, you know, the simple pricing. It's a monthly subscription or you can buy individual classes so you can really do it the way that you want to do it, whether it's a specific course that you want to take. There's over 180 video courses. There's mm -hmm. interviews from industry leaders. There's white papers, eBooks, so much more ranging from topics from not only the techni technical production class that I teach there, but also the business and sales, creativity and design, planning, logistics, strategy, ROI, dealing with venues and destinations. There's classes dedicated to those that want to specialize. So if you want to be specifically a wedding planner, you can take a class designated, you know, just for those types of planners or there are more general skills, such as just how to be a better business person. Um, all of these things are available to you from the Event Leadership Institute. And many of those courses qualify for CMP credit hours. So you can actually get those credit hours for your CMP. Be sure and check out eventleadershipinstitute.com. But we do have a special URL for the listeners of the Event Tech Podcast, where you can get a 20% discount either on individual courses or 20% off your monthly membership. That is ELI, the number four, dot me slash ETP. That's ELI four dot me slash ETP to get that 20% discount. And we want to thank Event Leadership for their support of the Event Tech Podcast. Okay, Lee, as we uh, went into the ad there, um, we started to talk about how do we know is it, are we the ones using the technology or is the technology using us? Because there's so many wonderful tools out there, right? You know, Will and I have done entire episodes on this tool, that tool, that tool, that Chrome browser, that, you know, that extension, that extension. At some point, it can be a little overwhelming um, to any of us. So how do we kind of ride that line of knowing, is this a tool that's going to make my life better? Or is this something that's just going to be a, a time suck uh, and, uh, you know, take me down the, the well of, of yeah. pain? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, and it's also a little bit of fear of missing out, you know, like um, when you're in an industry like technology and it's moving so quickly that um, if you are not consuming everything, you feel like you're going to miss the boat somewhere, right? But I can guarantee you, you're going to miss the boat somewhere, right? <laughs> because it's just, yeah. it, we are just moving that fast. So giving yourself permission to take that step back saying, you know what, I'm not going to um, know everything, learn everything, just like, like having a, a forum where you can have like your, your sponsor, where you can gain access to information. We can do it 24 seven now, which is brilliant because some people are morning pe people, some people are evening people and, um, and their schedules are thus that they want to get that information at the time that they want it. But um, the, how I would answer your question and how it's worked for me is by doing the inner work, by going within, by self-observing, you give yourself the permission really, really to connect to your inner knowing. Whether you call that your higher power or your higher self or your inner knowing or whatever, George, I don't care what name you call it. Um, by connecting, I, I deliberately create my day every day. And that is through intention. So my intention is I will be presented and provided all the information I need. I don't watch the news. 
And people have said to me over years, well, what if something happens? And you, you don't, you know, you won't know. I'm like, oh no, I'll know. Because I set the intention that if anything happens that is important for me to know, someone will bring it to my attention. And it works because that's what happens. Um, I set the intention before I do this podcast that the information that comes out, I don't sit there and prepare hours and hours and hours and prepare for a podcast or, um, or an event or, um, or a webinar. Now I prepare, but I don't obsess or stress over it because I set the intention. I'm driving the ship. Anything that happens is exactly to the highest and best of everyone that's there. I always set the intention that whatever comes out of my mouth is going to reach someone that needs to hear that information, that's going to serve them, that's going to help them lead a better life. And so I would say that you have to just set the intention that the technology that is going to come your way and that you are going to use is to your highest and best. And then if you feel that inner knowing, that connection, that you in some way are, are, are feeling overwhelmed, you use the word overwhelmed, which was really great, um, you feel overwhelmed, well, you're going to have to step back because it's, it's, it's driving you. You're not driving it. Your body's going to tell you by your emotions, by the way that you feel. So you just have to go within. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's really what it boils down to, right? Is being able to take that one step back, which is kind of the recurring theme of mindfulness and being able to, to, you know, be able to dispassionately observe what's going on, not only in the world, but in your own life. And I, you know, it's, it's funny, the things that we wear as a badge of honor, you know, we talked about the stress thing, which has come up on multiple times, uh, uh, you know, on all of our shows, all of our programs. Um, you know, one of the things that I have found that I wear as a badge of honor that causes me stress is the, the you know, the amount of content that I consume that's like, you know, I listen to this many podcasts, I listen to and I read this many blogs. But then, you know, when I'm on site, I was on site for basically January for, for events. And, and I found myself behind on my podcasts and my reading and my, you know, my industry news and all that kind of stuff. I mean, big picture, who cares, you know, right? I mean, it's so if I don't listen to every single podcast that comes out the month of January, if I don't listen to, you know, if I don't read every single industry blog that, you know, it comes out while I'm on the road, um, because I just simply don't have time. And that who cares can be sometimes hard to let go. Well, I have to, I mean, I just have to know what's going on. Like you said, I have to know, well, if it's important enough, if it's a big enough thing, I'm going to hear about it, yeah, right? It's going to come your way. Yeah. That's brilliant. A great awareness. Um, yeah. Well, I wish, you know, I wish it would come sooner and, and more often sometimes as always, you know, it's, it's a path. Right. And so uh, it, it's good. But the thing is though, when I look at like the, the podcasts and stuff, I, listen, I don't want to get rid of any of them, but what I need to do sometimes I think from time to time is what some people have recommended for getting to inbox zero for email is de declaring bankruptcy. You just say, you know what, I'm just going to wipe it to Please. zero. Yep. Clean slate, right. gone. Right. You know, if it's been sitting there for three months, I'm not going to answer it, you know, for when it comes to email, um, you know, whatever it was, wasn't, you know, clearly wasn't important enough for me to get a phone call about it. Well, and um, the thing is, yeah. there's, only, there's only this moment yeah. and that gets a little deeper into our journey. But if we realize that we're only in this moment and what happened in the past is irrelevant and what's happening in the future doesn't matter. Um, just being present and 
in even in what we're doing right now, engaging and being present in the experience, that's the only thing that's important. And that's something that I've, I've honestly tried to do in my interviewing style too, is to, you know, it used to be when, when I started doing podcasts five plus years ago, we had every single question written out and, and we've done that even with the, the podcasts on, you know, Endless's network uh, still, still fairly recently. And we do it quite a bit. And I personally, with this show, try not to do that because if you're constantly checking to see, okay, which questions have we already asked? What have we done? What's next? Who's going to do it? Are you in? You're typing in the background. Okay. Will you ask the next question, Brian? Okay. You know, you're not listening to the other person and you're not listening to what they say. And you then there's, so there's no way you're going to be able to do that kind of active listening of, you know, just sitting back. Now, as a result, sometimes I have no idea what the next question is going to be. And there's an awkward pause while I try and hurriedly think up of something. But most of the time, right, the guest has said something interesting. And it's, it's really is choosing which of the five fascinating things that the person just said to, to dig in a little deeper about. And well, it's about, about being authentic too, yeah. right? Um, I remember uh, I had hired a marketing company, um, I don't know, a couple years ago. And they put me on this plan of needing to do all this social media and do this recording on Facebook and they have to be Facebook lives and they have to be this long and they have to, and, and I got in and I, you know, spent a good chunk of change with them and I got in and I didn't like them. I didn't like the videos. And I was like, you know why? Because I'm being forced to show up to do these live and if I'm not inspired, I'm not being authentic. And if I'm not authentic, I, I won't enjoy doing it and no one will enjoy listening to them or watching them. So I said, nope, we're not doing those anymore. And I stopped doing it. And it's the same thing when you have to show up in your authenticity. And now more than ever, because we are evolving as a species and it is, you know, it's a leveling up of our consciousness and we have been dumbed down in our consciousness in this culture for you know hundreds of years and we're really tapping into our um our expansive senses that um you know you talked about uh, meditation being a muscle mindfulness being a muscle we have expanded senses that we have held dormant and we are we're stepping up the game right and that is that inner knowing that is being able to quiet the mind and being present in the moment. And there's a lot of power in that and not leading a life that is, um, oh, I'm only successful because I'm so stressed and I continue to tell you how busy I am because that will make you think that I'm successful. That is very old way of thinking. It doesn't serve anyone. And it's kind of humorous if you think about it, right? I'm only successful because I'm making you think that I'm really, really busy right? <laughs> and it's only stressing me out and making me sick. That's not going to serve anybody. No, no, it's, it's, it's really not. It's, um, you know, one of the other things that you said there that I think is a fantastic takeaway for the audience and the planners in is that there's a lot of uh, pressure coming from a lot of different directions for folks to be, you know, social media gurus, you know, that, that, that they have to, they have, you know, their, their event has to be on the Instagram and on this and it has to be on TikTok and it has to be this and it, and it has to be on Twitter. And we still have to do Facebook because Facebook has a billion people on it and we have to do, and 
you know, most of the better consultants when it comes to social media will tell you it's better to be authentic in one channel than to try and be in, than to be inauthentic across all platforms. Um, and so choose, you know, try and choose what you can do effectively um, and uh, effectively and uh, honestly, um, you know, in, in the channel that's going to probably do you the most good as opposed to trying to be everywhere at once, which nobody can do, which is why there are teams for that kind of thing. Well, right, and, and really you, you bring something up that I, I believe wholeheartedly in and that is core competencies, right? So for me to pretend that I am a techie, no, I, I love the latest gadget, but I, I will look towards someone who has that core competency. So I've partnered with uh, wellness technology related companies to support this message and this teaching um, as a layering on of what I do. So honoring what is your core competency, your authentic core competency, and then hiring out or partnering or collaborating with people that are of like energy, meaning that, you know, I, the, their mission or their uh, visions or um, their culture is similar to yours, uh, but they have a different core competency and then partnering with them. I think that's, uh, that's a way for us to, in the meetings and events industry, especially, um, to really build um, really great wellness teams. And well, we're always thinking about well-being and wellness, no matter whether it is un rolling out an event or if it's just within your organization. I think holding that intention will al allow for this to roll out you know, uh, globally with more ease and grace. If that makes sense. It does. It does. And the it's it's honestly part of why I'm sitting here today is because, you know, Will and I got into each other's orbits because we were both talking about the same things in the industry, right? We both had a passion for uh, educating and promoting transparency in audiovisual and technology. And so it's like, hey, I like what you're doing. Hey, I like what you're doing. Let's do things together. Yay! You know, that kind of thing. And so it is, it is a, a great... Um, uh, reminder to 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 know what you're good at. Find other people that can complement you uh, in in those you know in those efforts um, that maybe have slightly different skill sets. Um, the uh, but can still help you towards the same goals. Uh, the other thing, you know, in, in talking about partnerships and things like that, you mentioned Insight Timer. If I'm remembering correctly, you've actually done some meditations for them, haven't you? Yes, and I don't even know how many years it's been. It, it might be four years they contacted me, and I had been using Insight Timer, and I don't know how they found me, but uh, asked if I would upload some uh, meditations to that platform, and I loved what they were doing. It was completely free at that time, um, and I, I jumped at it. So I uploaded, I don't know, maybe a half a dozen uh, meditations just as a as a free offering for people and and when I've been you know for the last five years four years I've been sending people to that app so that they have an opportunity to see how easy a you know a five or six minute meditation can be just to support them um, now my new website has free meditations on it as well um, and and I do want to give a shout out because I 
just partnered with two really fabulous companies. And this has happened over the last six months. And um, we're, we're really uh, solidifying that relationship and launching our partnership now. So on your show, I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Breaking news. Do I need to get breaking and, news bumper yes, going? Yes, I think you do. There's several things that are breaking news. I love that. <laughs> Um, one is Hicka Health, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with Hicka Health, but that you should uh, connect with them and do a show uh, just on them because they really have an offering that's super cool. And they're wellness challenges, so they're using technology and tying in wellness challenges. Um, and you know, they're working with sponsorships and things. And I won't go too into uh, deep detail, but they were missing an element, which was uh, the meditation and mindfulness training. And uh, last year at IMAX, they uh, did a challenge and they asked me if I would be interested in uploading and participating with one of my short, uh, you know, recorded meditations. It went so well because they were tracking uh, these challenges. You would get so many points if you came to the mindfulness lounge at the Be Well Lounge um, and, and did a physical meditation. And then when there weren't sessions, if they did the audio version, they would get additional points. So that was very successful. And so Tony Soleil and I have partnered and we've created a um, add-on element to their already existing platform that is part of my Mindful Makeovers online program. And, um, and so super excited about that. And that is already launched. And, um, and then I've partnered with The Meeting Pool and Tara Thomas, uh, Thomas who uh, we have been passing, crisscrossing the country and going to different uh, sessions or excuse me, uh, conferences and meetings and events. And we've been at the same ones, but we've been so busy, we've never really met. And um, PK Kieran of, um, uh, who brought us together actually for the Northwest event show in the fall of last year, uh, connected us and a couple of other speakers and actually we formed our own entity and that's another thing that we'll launch but that's for another show it's called five points of light you can go to that website and check that out but uh tara and i uh are going to partner to provide uh the meeting pool with also a mindfulness element for her wellness zones and her tech bar uh so collaboration and partnership with like-minded people authentic relationships there is nothing more beautiful in the business <laughs> environment than to see what can grow from that and knowing that you're always asking the questions am i serving am i serving the whole and um and as as long as you're answering those questions back where we are supporting a community and industry that supports so many and we're doing it authentically and we're serving that community um, I'm excited about what's to come over the next five years. I love those folks over at Meeting Pool and so excited to hear that you guys are working together. And isn't it Sarah funny is that amazing. that's another tech forward company, you know, well, or right. organization, tech forward organization that's incorporating mindfulness and incorporating the the wellness lounge type type experience. Yes. Yeah. And she has all kinds of really cool elements um, with technology and that's focused on on wellness. So she has the element that, um, you know, you can have reflexology and you can have um, massage and you can have uh, your, uh, your posture aligned. So there's a physical element, but then there's also the technology element, you know, like 
the Fitbits and that kind of thing. That's the same thing with Hika Health. They don't do the same thing. They do very different things, but I've also connected those two. So all of this will be growing, 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 uh, where we will really have a nice, strong foundation that is interwoven for wellness and well-being. And by the way, there's that one of those, those terms that get kind of mixed, whereas wellness is really more about the physical wellness of the person and well-being is more of an expanded uh, understanding of uh, leading your life mind body spirit in wellness uh, so i'm excited to see what's to come because you know when i stepped into the meetings and events industry five years ago mindfulness was um was not a term that people were embracing and and i'm used to doing that really being the that early person and teaching and moving it forward. And I love that. Uh, and it's been amazing to watch it unfold in the industry. See so many people embracing it. That's it's, it is. I mean, and, and even in, in, in my just couple of years of, of being more aware of the idea and the concept and things like that, it's amazing how, how more often you are hearing it mentioned, you're hearing it talked about in the industry. And, you know, we had, we did a health episode on event icons with Kelly Treadway and it came up there and she was talking about people that she like, you would be surprised who in the industry is doing it. Um, you know, these kind of rough and tumble guys that you wouldn't expect, you know, big tough guy types, um, you know, are, are meditating and finding time in their day to, you know, just step back and, and, and reflect on things. So yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful as well that maybe we can continue, continue down this path as an industry and continue down this path personally and, and together and partnerships and all of those kinds of good things. Well, it is time to start winding down oh, as we go. No. I know it's, it's like a, like a, like a good meditation. It could, go on for a, it could go on a little longer, but we do have to at some point reflect and come back to our lives. Um, but so we always kind of ask folks when, when we do the, um, uh, the, you know, we get the bio and the photo and all that kind of stuff. We always ask, you know, what's the kind of the craziest fun facts about you? And I can't let this one go uh, without going into it because your response is definitely one of the more unique ones that we've had so far. And that is, I had a near death experience and went to the light. So you're going to have to tell us a little bit about that one before we go. Really? Cause that's a whole show, my friend. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, um, I, I wrote a book on it called uh, The Temple of All-Knowing, and it was an experience that, uh, that as you can imagine, is quite profound and changed the, changes the trajectory of your life. Um, and I wrote the book really for myself because I needed to put it down on paper. Um, and actually, that'll be a nice segue. So if you're interested in that, you can, you can grab that book, although I took it off of Amazon. I think it's only on uh, Kindle right now and uh, revamping the the cover and and a couple of the uh, the pages there but um i i would like to use this as an opportunity to tell you that i have a new book coming out what? and yes and it is actually the publisher won't let me give out the name of it exactly oh yet, boy still but, still still yeah. being fought about the title huh yeah well no they're gonna you know as part of the marketing um it launches on on May 19th, but it is um, a beginner's guide to mindfulness. And uh, it is through Callista Media, and I had the most extraordinary experience dealing with this publisher, has been just a beautiful journey. Very excited about launching this book. It's something that I've been wanting to do for quite some time, and it will be a great gift drop for the meetings and events industry <laughs> to support their wellness um, for their attendees. and. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah, the, the near-death experience certainly uh, was a, a path changer. And it is always with me and it is the foundation of everything that I do. Um, but really, quite honestly, that light lives within us. And so one of the things I say a lot, and it's on my t-shirts, uh, shine your light bright. So when we connect to that inner light that we all have and we shine it from within, externally, um, we will see a shift in humanity. I think that there, there could be no better way to leave this conversation, I think, than with that. Shine, shine your light and, and go with that. So, Lee, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. I know it's been a while in the, in the making as we've <laughs> been back and forth with emails and cancellations and move arounds and schedules and stuff, but I'm so glad we were able to make it go. Me too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And, um, and to the audience, I appreciate their listening. Well, we'll make sure that we get links to all of those things uh, in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to throw out where people can find out more about you and what you're up to these days? Oh, you know, leepapa.com is the easiest way. You can always find me on LinkedIn and Facebook and all of those other things. But if you go to the website, everything's there. So many resources. And, um, and I'm here to support everyone's journey, both personally and professionally. So feel free to reach out. And I know as we're recording this, it'll probably be too late, but you do have a webinar coming up. Is that correct? Yeah, that meetings today webinar, um, you know, in balance wellness options that enrich attendees and create engagement. But you know, it's it's a recorded platform as well, so you'll be able to find it. You can find it directly um, on the link that you send or on the website. Yeah, and we'll make sure to drop that link in the show notes as well. And then will we see you at IMAX again uh, this next year? I hope so. All right. I hope so. We'll see. All right. That sounds like it hasn't been booked, IMAX. So let's get on that. Let's <laughs> let's make that happen because we gotta have the we gotta have the mindfulness lounge at uh, IMAX uh, for that because because we need it. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again so much for joining us, and thank you thank all you. out there for joining us as well. We want to remind you uh, that you can check out all of the facts and figures and links and show notes and all that kind of fun stuff at eventtechpodcast.com. Uh, there you're going to find all of those resources. We'll make sure to get the books that were recommended, the websites, the apps, all of the stuff that we talked about in this show. We'll try and make sure that we get on there. You're also going to find links to subscribe so that you can get the Event Tech Podcast beamed directly to you every week uh, as it is released weekly. You're going to get all of the links to iTunes, Pocket Cast, Google Play, Spotify, all of the various casts. Um, it's amazing how when you do document templates, things seem to keep sneaking back in because I swear I've eliminated iTunes from the document templates <laughs> multiple times, but they keep sneaking in and I always accidentally read it. So let us know. If you want us to revive iTunes, please do let us know and we'll see if we can bring it back from the dead and get Event Tech Podcast on there as well. We want to know what you think, so please do reach out. Hashtag Event tech podcast on any of the socials or send us a good old-fashioned email at eventtechpodcast at helloendless.com. Let us know about your personal mindfulness journey. Let us know how you're finding meditation. If it's something that you've tried recently, let us know. Is it something that you think you might want to try after listening to this episode? Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time on the Event Tech Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.